Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Talksport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Tuesday already. Blimey. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, check me out on Drive. Make sure you do. I'll come and get you. 4 p.m. today alongside oh, one of my favourite people on the planet. Great working with him as well, Darren Ben. Oh, Probably about. Oh, I didn't see you there. You all right, mate? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? Same shit. Oh, right, okay, fine. We're going to do one of these, yeah? Has anyone seen Michael Bill? Oh, you start with that? Yeah, okay. Well, more on that shortly, actually, JJ. What are we starting with today, though? Well, Stinks, we're going to get stuck into the Monday night game very shortly, but we begin with Crystal Palace, who are partly company with Roy Hodgson. They've appointed former Eintracht Frankfurt boss Oliver Glasner. Here's Euro for the expert Kevin Atchard to tell us more about Glasner. What, uh, what do you think of that appointment, Jay? Oh, he's mint. Stinks, mint. Yeah, it was Glasier, not Glasner. Was it? I'll just play the tape. Is this a long-term manager or is it someone that comes in and gets uh, success at quite a short space of time? Because Crystal Palace fans will be looking at this thinking they don't want another Patrick Vieira situation. They want this guy to be the man to take them forward. Is he a long-term option or is it one of those where it's just short-term, he gets a bit of success and then he falls out of favour? I mean, that's the million-dollar question. If you look at his history, it's been fairly short-term, but I think all he wants is he wants to feel that it's a club moving forward and it's a club that's on the same page as him. Now, whether it's, uh, you know, the fact that he is demanding causes problems as other successful coaches have, we'll see. But I, as I say, I think he's generally pretty good at forming bonds with players. He's generally pretty good at forming bonds with the fans and he has been successful. So, there's the capability, I think, of this being long-term, but it very much depends on whether Palace and him are on the same page going forward in terms of recruitment, in terms of the style of play and what have you. But I, I do like him very much. I think he's a very talented guy, very interesting guy, uh, and I think Palace have got a good one. And that's it. Well, there is trouble at the Palace, but Everton have failed to take full advantage of the power vacuum. A relegation battle lies in prospect for both these sides. Two sides that have been goal-shy for much of the season. Palace have taken the fewest points since November. Everton remain without a win in 2024 in the Premier League. One's only just got a new manager, the other one doesn't have an owner. But apart from that, it's great. It's finished. Everton won, Palace won. Sean, in the end, you come away with a point. What was your overall assessment of the performance? Well, the first half looked like a team who had a new manager sitting in the stand from their point of view, in my opinion. Um, a bit more edge, a bit more sharpness. We didn't supply that ourselves. 
And then second half, I thought we dealt with it better. More brave with the ball, more brave in possession, asked more questions, created more chances. Um, but we want to make sure the mentality is right throughout the season. I've said that to the players, I've said it in the media, I say it all the time because it's an important factor. We lost our way first half, we regained it second half. The, the game lasts 90-odd whatever minutes. The mentality has got to be right throughout. We can find a way to win games, and I thought we so nearly did in the second half. So, what well, a mixed, mixed nights, really, I think. Um, generally, I like what the team decided trying to do. I'd certainly like the squad mentality, people coming off the bench again tonight and affecting the game. So, that's an important factor for us going forwards. And we are getting bodies fit again. You know, we are getting Dukes out there. We've asked a lot of him. Only trained this week and in five weeks or so. But he'll get fitter, he'll get clearer-minded. And he's still Johnny on the spot, nearly nicks a goal. Did well to keep it out, actually. Yeah, that was Sean Dyer speaking after the game. Um, mm. How are you feeling about Everton right now? They are a bit of a boring club, and they have been for a while. You know, Everton's one of the oldest football clubs in the country, right? Yeah. It is one of the biggest clubs in the country. When I grew up in the 80s watching Everton, right, they were winning European Cups, they were winning, winning um, um, the old First Division, yeah. FA Cups. Yeah. Now look at them. Do you know what, right? I'm looking at the bottom of the table. And I, I think... Over the last 10 years, you'd rather be a Luton Town fan than an Everton fan. No. In the last 10 years, you'd rather support Luton. This year, you'd rather support Luton. You'd rather watch Luton play. There's an energy, a zip. There's a, there's a fight, a spirit. Everton, they're just... A, they just... Uh, uh, aren't they? They yeah, just... Yeah, they just Town were, you know, they're in the Premier League now, but they've been... Mate, the last, you know, last 10 years... The mar- they've been in the mud for mate, years, mate, and they I mean, made a big but, comeback. But they, they've, 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 they got promoted from non-league. Then they get promoted from League Two into League One. They've been doing all that in the last ten years. Now look at them. Now they're going toe to toe with like big heads like Chelsea. They give Chelsea a bit of a bloody nose. Man United yesterday. Liverpool. <clears throat> Arsenal. You know they're giving up. Man City. They're giving all the Everton. So you saying Everton are, are a bad football club to, to be a fan of? Right I reckon now. they're a hard club to follow, mate. I reckon if you're an Everton fan, you know, but it's, it's a tough, it's a tough club to support. And I'm not. You know, I'm just talking about the way that what they've had, what's happened to it. What have Everton done in the last decade? Talksport Daily. Championship side Sunderland have sacked Michael Bill after just 12 games in charge. Well, to be fair, after he left Albert Square, I'm not heard that much. That was Ian Bill. That was Ian. But this is Michael Bill. Here's Macam supporter and podcaster Andy Dawson reacting to the news. Since he left the stage, stinks. D- Dawson, mate. I, that was Les Dawson. This is Andy Dawson. Oh, Stinks, I don't know who you talked about. I loved his creek. No, that was Dawson's Creek on Channel 4. Michael Bill got the job kind of because he was available and you'd assume keen and, and cheap. I mean, I sometimes think some of these managers, mm. that they're good at PowerPoint. Yeah, maybe. good interview. The interview they work. go in there yeah. and mm. they've got all the washing sounds and there's stuff spinning in and out. Okay, <laughs> where will we be in five years' time? Whoosh! You think, oh, blimey, that was impressive. And you're sitting there with, uh, you've got another manager, you think, well, he's been around a long time, he's very experienced, but his PowerPoint was very poor. I just think there's some people that, some managers over, they just interview well. Yeah, it, I mean, it could be a, a cliche that maybe, but it, there's some truth in it because the ownership of the club at the minute, some of the things they come out with in, in their official um, uh, correspondence and the lines they say, they've got what they describe as uh, an obsession with progression. <laughs> and and, and they, they, they keep going on about high-performance culture. And that, that's the kind of thing you get from um, contestants on The Apprentice. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of level it's true. you get. Um, and it's not what you really want from someone who's going to try and coach your football team up into the Premier League. Talk Sport Daily. 
Here's two former Premier League managers, Graham Souness and Alan Pardew, discussing Manchester United's Marcus Rashford and whether he can be considered a top, top player. Why do they always say top, top player? I always say top, top manager. Never just say top. No, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. When I look at Rashford, I'm thinking you've got everything to be a top, top player. But he's not. You know, if, uh, he's a top, top, in my opinion, a mm. top player turns up every time they go out and play a game of football. That's not Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford doesn't turn season by season. Great season last year. I think it was 30 goals, five goals this year. So he's, he's not turning up even every season. It's the character of the player that is more at question rather than the technical ability of the player. Because the technical ability of the player, I think we all agree, is there. Now, following England's dismal defeat, did you see that? Oh. And our pants pulled down the third test huh? to India. Have you? <laughs> oh, they did. They had their pants pulled down badly. Some top pundits have criticised the tourists' reckless tactics... Former England spinner Graham Swan. Swanee. You like a swan, don't you? Swanee is a great nickname. Yeah, yeah. He jumped to the defence of Ben Stokes' side. Swans don't jump. And Basball as well. Basballs definitely don't jump. No, they don't. We are English, and so, yes, we are absolutely overreacted to this. It's our nature. Um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the way England played. Uh, call it Basball, call it proactive cricket, whatever you want to call it, over the last couple of years. We've won more test matches than we have for donkeys. And when it doesn't go right, it does look like an absolute car crash. I'll give you that. Yesterday's was a, a very messy end to a test match. But I'm with Ben Stokes when he says, look, this is our brand of cricket. It's not always going to work, but we're going to stick to our guns. So I think mm. if we're going to accept things like that brilliant Ben Duckett 100 on day two, that, you know, 10 years ago, would have, it would have been kicked out and chased out of the country for batting like that. Mm. But if we're going to accept that, we've got to accept that it's going to go, you know, bellies up every now and again. Joe Root might get caught out like that and we get soundly beaten. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've overreacted badly. Talk Sport Daily. Back to football now, Stinks. Here's Darren Bent, your best buddy on drive. Oh, what a great show that is. Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, four to seven weekdays. Check it out. Claiming Sheffield United's Mason Holgate should be banned for five matches for his horror challenge on Mitoma. If he wants to hit him with a tackle to let him know that he's going to be in for a game, you know for a while you can't tackle like that because there's 100 cameras, there's VAR, there's so many different ways you're going to get caught. So I don't know how he thought he was ever going to get away with that challenge. Uh, let me ask you, so one of the things we were talking about earlier on is, is a three-game ban enough, right? I, I don't think it is. For that, it's okay. not. Here's what I think should happen. What do you think? I think retrospectively... They should decide the length of ban once they know the injury. Mm. Okay? That goes against what I'm saying here because Matoma thankfully just stood up and carried mm. on playing. Which is crazy. Right? But but I do think that if he would have broken his leg, mm. right? Off a bit, if he would have broken his leg and he's out for 10 months, yeah. I think that, that um, Holgate's ban should be longer than three games. Yeah. Uh, listen, I agree that that shouldn't be. That's not a three-game or two-game ban. No way. It should be longer than that. What do you think that ban should be? Five, maybe. Five games. But then, again, if you, if you start... The, and this is the problem. Like you, then, you then start going through old challenges and you start looking at new challenges. And if someone's a bit late and they, they rake it down the side of the, the Achilles or yeah, something, then yeah. all of a sudden people are going to go, see, look at that. But that one there from Holgate, he was just completely out of control. Off the ground, high, reckless... Could have dangered the opponent late. Well, not even late. Well, the ball wasn't even there. No, it was, it was awful challenge. Talk Sport Daily. Here's some classic clips of the week with Hawksby and Jacobs. Oh, I love it when they do this thing. Where they go back to 2021? Uh, a little bit further back than that, actually. Uh, 2018? Uh, a few years before, actually. Oh, 16. Mm, keep going. 10? A bit more. 9? Keep going. 8? Yep. 7? Yep. 6? Yep. 5? Yep. 3? The, the, the one up. 
Four. Play the tape. Back to Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft now. Uh, coming back from an ad break. Brilliant. Yes, you're gone, Beaky. It does it? Does it still the old blood? It certainly does. I'll no question about that. Use that music as, uh, you know, when you do a package, uh, use that music quite a few times. Okay. I'd rather not know that, really, Beaky. <laughs> you're doing a Don't package. need to take us into that room in the house. It's an odd musical choice, isn't it? Wow. It's ridiculous. Staying with Beaky, here he is singing a bit of classic Al Jolson on Breakfast. He just keeps rolling along. Brilliant, brilliant. Vicky goes oh, in the Chanel, he does in the first hour. Absolutely brilliant. Al Robeson, who was a, an absolute star. Yeah. Al Robeson? It was Paul Robeson and yeah, Al Jolson, but it was Paul Robeson. It was Paul Robeson, but also I just... <laughs> Al Robeson. Vicky singing along with Paul Robeson, does it, I mean, they don't really speak in the same range, I wouldn't think. Not really, no. no. Duet. And finally... It's sticking... Mansfield World. Yeah. <laughs> Northampton Mill. Sorry, Mansfield Mill. <laughs> and finally, sticking with music, it's Rodney Martin. And Adrian Durham on drive. The jam going underground. Boogie. That's not that. I reckon the record of the week is Pass the Douche by Musical Youth. <laughs> Pass the Douche? Yeah, I, I think, think we'll so. draw a veil over that. <laughs> Pass the Dutchie rod, I think that's yeah, I think the... I was, yeah. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, in the last episode, you may recall this blooper. <laughs> oh, from TalkSport reporter Alan Biggs. Oh, Biggsy, what's he like? Is there any prospects of getting Archer and Cameron Diaz back quickly? Cameron like Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She can play okay. up front for us, Biggsy. We'll take care of Biggsy. We'll keep that in. Yeah, we'll keep that in. We'll like keep that. that in. I like that. You brought of, me up for yeah. like five seconds, mate. Ben Brereton Diaz. Yeah, you've got it. Cameron, I know you've got Cameron it. Archer. I know. I, 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 an old gunslinger like you has, has, has got it. Anyway, Stinks, what I told you, mate, I started watching Peaky Blinds. It's great. We've got our own Danny Murphy and PSG player, Killian Mbappe. I didn't know they were in that, Stinks. I think you mean Killian Murphy, mate, not Killian Mbappe. What, Killian Murphy played for PSG? Stinks, you made the right fool of yourself there, mate. No way play for them. Talk Sport Daily. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talk Sport app or wherever you get your podcast from. 
I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside Darren Bent. I'm back on the Sports Bar from 10. There'll be another one of these what, talk what sport, talk sport 10. Sports Bar. Oh. Sports Bar. But there's not one of these talk sport daily products out first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you hit your five-star review button. Hit the, 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 the hit that. And then, and then you hit the notification. What? And then you hit the like button. Ow. And then you hit that. Ow. Just keep in the... Be safe, everyone. Be safe. This has been Talk Sport Daily. 